What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. Um, today, I want to talk a little bit about what it takes in order to get sober and um, the process of everything you basically need to go through um, in order to realize that, hey, this ain't really working out for me. And a lot of people will call this rock bottom. Um, I kind of use this term loosely because not necessarily everybody needs to hit rock bottom. I mean, for me, I, I certainly did, right? Like my bottom was pretty bad. I was I was basically on the verge of being homeless. Um, I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing to my name, right? Uh, I barely had uh, a bag of clothes to to uh, take with me uh, towards the end. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. But but not everybody needs to get to that place. So everybody's bottom looks different. You know, I think there's this myth um, that you need to hit rock bottom. That things need to be really really bad. And and for the most for most people that is true, right? I mean, nobody comes flying into sobriety on the wings of glory. And what I mean by that is if things were so good when you were getting high, there would be no reason to want to stop in the first place. So there definitely needs to be some level of concern. There definitely needs to be some level of fear, definitely some level of pain. Now, people's threshold of pain uh, differs from person to person. And so I think what it takes is that you need to realize, you need to come to a place of why is it that I want to get sober? Now, for some, it might just be I just need the trouble to stop. You know, and that was kind of that was kind of the case for me. I mean, my bottom was really bad. Like I said, things were not going well um, in any any scenario in my life. But I honestly just came to the place where I, I was still pretty fearful of getting sober. But but the fear of not being sober was stronger. You know what I mean? I was basically in a place where I felt like I couldn't live with the drugs, right? I couldn't live getting high anymore and I couldn't live without it. So I was really in this place where I really didn't know what to do. I just knew that something needed to change. And the thing is that people fear change, right? I mean, all people of all walks of life, doesn't just not just addicts, right? I mean, when people face change in their life, there is this element of stepping into the unknown. And there's a there's a saying by uh, Les Brown that I really like. And, and um, Les Brown's the man. He, he's a motivational speaker that um, I'm sure you guys have heard about before. And one of his one of the phrases that he says, one of his sayings is most people would rather live in known hells than explore strange heavens. And it's a very, it's not a, it's not a religious saying, but if you can understand the concept of that, it's so true. It's like, you might be living in absolute hell, but since you're comfortable with it and you know what to expect and you know what it brings, what your day to day looks like, you will live with it instead of exploring the opportunity of changing your life for the better, simply because fear is married to change, you know? And that's one of the things with sobriety that I learned. It's like, yeah, I had to change a lot, you know? Obviously, I really did. I needed to change. I needed to change really everything. 
But what I misunderstood was this this concept of of fear I, I that was married to the word change and this idea. Now, what I did know, uh, what I I also at the same time, like I said before, I had a really healthy fear of how I was continuing to live my life and my life. Um, nothing was stable whatsoever. I mean, I knew it really well. I knew, I knew what to expect in my addiction, but I just had this overwhelming evidence that I clearly needed to change. Now, not everybody needs to get to that place. Like I said, you don't need to get to a place where you're on the verge of being homeless and, and everything is shredded and, and taken away from you. A lot of people get wake-up calls along the way. A lot of people have self-awareness uh, that I didn't have. And, and so that's what I'm trying to convey to you here is if you have that voice in your head that is letting you know that you need to make some type of change, that's like your intuition that is trying to reach you and let you know, hey, I better switch some I better switch some things up. My my current attitudes and behaviors uh, in life is not working out for me. And that's the place where I got, right? I, I realized, holy crap, I am running my life into the ground. And nobody's to blame but me, right? Like all my choices at this point led me up to up to this, right? The way that I'm living my life, uh, I'm not very successful at it up to this point. And so it took humility to really look at that and understand I mean, shit, I better start listening to other people, you know, if I'm really going to try to get sober and do things in a more productive and efficient way, I better listen to people who kind of have a little bit of a grasp of that in their life. You know what I mean? Now, in previous times, I was never I was never in a place to do that. Um, I got sober at 20, but there was clear signs along the way, even when I was 16, 17, 18, and so on, that I definitely needed to make changes, but I just was not in that mindset of, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to start to do things differently here. I certainly wasn't going to listen to anybody. Uh, I wasn't going to listen to my mom. I wasn't going to listen to people try to take me under the wing. I, I really just, um, I basically kept banging my head on the wall <laughs> of life so to speak, you know, and uh, everybody has their own journey. And that's what it took for me. But no matter what, basically, you got to get to a place where you get humble enough to realize, okay, this ain't this ain't working out for me. And, uh, and maybe I need to do things a little bit differently. The way I look at it is, if you're in a spot where you're wondering if you should be getting sober or not, my question for you is what's the worst that can happen? You know what to expect if you continue to get high. You know what to expect continuing down this road, right? You've done it long enough, so you know what the outcome looks like. I mean, it doesn't change, right? The uh, the phrase, um, or I should say the word insanity, the definition of it is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And uh, and that was my, that was how, what my drug use was like, right? I kept doing the same thing over and over and over again with the same types of people, 
right? Maybe the faces change every once in a while. Maybe every couple of years I had a different crew I was hanging out with or a few different people, but they were the same types of people going in the same places, getting in the same shit over and over and over again. And I was wondering why my life was bad, right? It's like, it, it's so obvious when you're removed from it, but when you're in that situation and you're going through it in the moment, it's just amazing how how we continue to manipulate and justify our own thinking. That's the only way addiction can really thrive is through the manipulation and justification of your actions, of your poor choice, of your poor choices and poor decisions over and over again. Now, to to people like our family members who who may not have addiction issues, um, to our to friends to people on the outside, it is so clear. I mean, people try to point it. I know people tried to point it out to me along the way, and I just wasn't able to hear it. I didn't want to hear it either. I had no interest in. I, I was totally aware of of what I was doing and that I was pay, making poor decisions, but I would make the excuses and the justification to why I was doing them, right? And we get into these these patterns of um, making it seem okay to us, but everybody else is like, what are you doing? You know, you're clearly, you're throwing away your life. And the problem is, is when you don't care, you just don't care. It gets to that point, right? Where you, where you recognize things aren't going well. Wow, maybe I, maybe I do got to make some changes, but I just really don't I just really don't care at this point. Like what's the what's the point? What's the use? You know? A lot of people get in the in those spots. I know I've been in them. But my my thing here is like why not? Why not make a change? Why not commit to to uh short-term goals, right? I'm not talking about long-term sobriety or anything like that. I'm talking about keeping shit real simple keeping things one day at a time, right? One hour at a time staying clean because when you start to take care of yourself and you start to do the right thing for yourself, I mean, things don't magically just become better overnight, but you will you will start to realize that the bad things do stop happening. <laughs> you know, that's a win in itself. You got to take the small victories as they come, right? Like, wow, the trouble is stopping. Um, and, and when you know, like, like I was trying to say before, if you know what your addiction is doing to you, if you're being honest with yourself, if you're, if you're listening to this, there's probably a part of you that is fully aware of, of what's going on to some degree. Right. And my thing is, is like, if you know what the outcome is going to be, why not try something different? What do you have to lose? Something I used to tell myself is like, well, you know what? If this doesn't work out, I mean, I know what I can go back to, right? I know that, listen, drugs aren't going anywhere. Alcohol isn't going anywhere. These failed solutions will always be around, (laughs) you know? If you really have to tell yourself that, then go right ahead. But if you've never really given sobriety a, a true shot, or at least a healthy recovery, 
doing things a little bit differently and, and maybe taking guidance from people and getting some type of support network, then why not try it? What's the worst that can happen? I promise you any type of fears that you have in your head, it's probably way worse than what reality will serve you. You know, we always go to worst case scenario. Always. It's natural. People fear what they don't understand. And so you you ask yourself a question. You ask your, your mind, uh, um, what is the worst that can happen? Or you come up with all these fears and, and your mind has no choice but to answer it. And so the things that we fill in our, our mind with, whether it be, but what's going to happen? What if I can't get high anymore? I can't do it. You know, you start saying these things and your mind has no choice but to answer in the context that you're speaking it to. So, in other words, if you if you ask yourself positive type questions, your brain has no choice but to look at it in a positive light and to give you a positive reflection or, or a positive solution. And the same is true with the negative. So, if you're going through a tough time right now and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, I don't think I can do this. Instead, why don't you start asking yourself, well, how can this obstacle serve me? What, what can I do? How can this make me a better person? What do I have to gain from this? If I were to go sober, even for a day, what are some things that I can, that can, be, that I can actually benefit from this? And it's a different, it's just reframing things a little bit differently. Because I tell you what, once you know you have a problem, this I know for a fact, this, this I know from a lot of experience that once I knew I had an issue and I didn't address it in the proper manner, meaning trying to get help, trying to do things differently. Once you know that you have a problem with something, and you go against your intuition anyway, and you try to do it anyway, even though you know it's the wrong thing to do, the universe has a way, man, of really screwing you over and really kicking you that much harder next time. I mean, it's happened so many times to me where there were clear warning signs of, all right, man, you need to make some changes in your life, right? You're clearly going down the wrong road you clearly you clearly need to uh, look at all this evidence that's mounting up and trying to show you a different way here. The universe gives us signs along the way, you know, and uh, it's up to us to kind of be aware and do something with that. There's only so much evidence that can be shown before you get smashed upside your head, basically, you know, and and I know that for sure. Um, basically, the sign the the suggestions that we don't take you know whether you want to call it god you want to call it the universe you just want to call it karma i don't care what you i don't care how you look at it but when we when we constantly go back on that and we don't pay attention to it or i should say we become aware of it but we still don't take it seriously it becomes overwhelmingly evident um soon enough and this is when people's bottoms start getting worse and worse. There's a saying I like, and it's every every bottom, every rock bottom has a trap door underneath it. And what that means is 
when you think it can't get any worse, well, guess what? If you continue, if you continue to do the same thing over and over again, it just keeps getting worse and worse, and it's unbelievable. After a, a certain amount of time, you almost can't. You almost you, you get to a place where you don't understand how how it got this bad, and it's that slow and steady progression. It's because we don't take the time to learn the lesson that we have in front of us to learn. Um, it just, uh, it piles into this, it's like this snowball that starts really small in the beginning. It's manageable, it's small, and then it just continues to roll down the hill more and more. And before you know it, it's this huge freaking uh, pile of snow that is just going to run run you over, you know? And that's basically what it is. It's just our, our problems compound as we... Uh, as we go th- uh, through this phase, uh, I don't even want to call it a phase. That's the wrong wording. It, through our uh, our addiction, is it just gets worse and worse. So, what I want to what I want to kind of convey to you here is like we have choice. We have we have a choice to make. All of our all of our life, what what has led up to this point right now, everybody's life to where it is right in this moment, it has led up to all of our decision making. You know what I'm saying? Now, of course, when you start getting high and you start to go down this path, you don't you don't think you're gonna end up where you are now, right? And I'm not saying that people choose to get addicted because I because I don't. I mean it's it's um it's a slow process over time. Now it's our choice. We decide to to get high, but the way our body processes it is uh, a little bit different than people who don't have addictive personalities and don't develop that. So, but the idea here is that we have the power of choice to turn our lives around. But with that comes a little bit of discomfort. We cannot grow in any phase of our life I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're talking physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. We cannot grow in life without discomfort. And so you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. Do you want do you want the growth in your life or do you want the emotional comfort? And what I mean by that is you can have the emotional comfort, right, of continuing to do the same thing over and over again, but with that comes regression. Growth does not come with that. Now, if we choose to grow, we need to understand that we're not always going to be comfortable. We're going to be we're going to have some emotional distress. And this is when other people step in. For me, I mean it was huge that I had a support network. I couldn't do it without them. No doubt about it. I I really, really don't think I would have gotten sober. I don't even think I know. Like, I know I would not have gotten sober on my own. I needed people to to get around me and, and to... I needed to be able to see my potential, my possibility of what my future could could maybe be like. I didn't even fully believe it, but since I saw it in other people... I was like, okay, maybe, 
I mean, maybe I can do this. I don't know. I mean, hell, I'm just going to try to do it today. That's it. I'm not going to worry about doing this long term. I'm just going to worry about staying sober today because I saw people that were speaking facts to me that knew what they were talking about, that I, I knew I believed what they said, not because I thought that I could do it, but because I knew that they were speaking from their own experiences and that they were fucked up at one point and that they had serious issues with, with getting high and they got over them over time. And now it's a process, and that's okay. But I believed them because they were they were speaking truth to me, and I knew that they weren't lying. So that meant a lot to me. It's kind of like how I'm speaking to you right now, where you might not believe that this is possible for you, that, oh, I can't get sober, right? All the bullshit we tell ourselves, uh, all the self-limiting beliefs that we end up saying, oh, I've relapsed, I've relapsed a hundred times, or, oh, I've been a... I've been to 10 treatment centers or whatever BS we basically tell ourselves to, to leave us some wiggle room to going back to our old behaviors because that's essentially what it is. You know, we, we develop this belief system that is false, but the problem is, is that we believe it. And so I'm here to tell you that no matter what kind of situation you're in, whether whether you've had a... a, a a problem that isn't as bad yet or it's it's a it's as bad as it's ever been right um that change is possible it really is i mean trust me i've i've had relapses in my story um you know i had nine months at one point and, and i ended up getting high again before i got sober this last time i mean one of my best friends He's been to 44 treatment centers. I'm not exaggerating. 44. Basically, I've been trying to help him get sober for a long time. And I was basically waiting to get the call one day that, that he wasn't alive. And uh, thank God, man, you know, he is, um, he is clean now. At the time of this, at the time of this, podcast this recording right here he's got over a year clean and and he's doing unbelievably well i mean his life is so different and um so the point i'm trying to trying to tell you and i know i mean listen i have countless stories of people that had a long history of getting high and relapsing and in and out in and out and they figure it out and they get clean but all I really want you to do is uh, understand that you don't ever have to feel like this again. You know what I mean? The, 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 we don't have to. We don't have to go down this road. There is a. There is so much of a better life for you uh, waiting that you can't even imagine. And if you don't believe that for yourself, that's okay. But what I'm going to ask you to do is believe me that I believe it for you, which is a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? You might not have the vision right now. You might not be able to see um, how things are going to get better or how your life is going to look. And that's okay because that's not important right now. But what you do need to understand is that I have a vision. There, I have a vision for you. You know what I'm saying? There is a, there is a, a potential for everybody um, that is completely untapped. And the cool part is in a weird way, 
I've learned that we can use our addictive personalities to really benefit us in a tremendous way. I mean, this thing that we think is a, is a curse, it's actually, it's actually a blessing. We're just using it in the wrong way. You know, we got, we got, our attention is, is, is focused on the, um, on the negatives of addiction, right? I mean, we're obsessed with the things that are not good for us, clearly. But if we can, if we can harness that and really point that towards things that are, can make our lives better and get obsessed over things that can really catapult us into a different direction. Trust me, it's, it's, it's a, it's your superpower, right? What was once a liability can quickly become an asset if we just use it the right way. It's kind of like that, that yin and yang, you know what I'm saying? Um, so basically what, what I, what I'm really just trying to jam home for you is even if you're feeling like complete shit and you don't think you don't think the sobriety thing, right, is cut out for you, uh, I get it. I've been there, you know. I promise you when I was at my bottom, I certainly did not think um, I, I didn't want to be around anymore. You know what I'm saying? I, I had no idea what my life was going to look like moving forward. It scared the, it scared the hell out of me. And so I know what that feeling of, uh, is like of despair and remorse and regret and shame and guilt and all of that feeling lower than low. And that's okay because you know what? Sometimes we got to be absolutely stripped of everything in order to then have everything to gain. It's crazy. It's, it's, I've had it happen in my life multiple times, not just, in, not just getting sober in the beginning. I've had it happen in sobriety where I felt like I was stripped of everything. And I questioned my my entire life, my entire existence. I was like, dude, I'm getting rocked right now. You know, I'm I am literally at rock bottom. When I was like five years clean, I was I was at total rock bottom. And when when I had a uh a gambling addiction, I developed that. And I'll get into that some other time. We don't we don't have enough time for that, but I mean, I was losing everything. Talk about rock bottom. I couldn't even, I couldn't tell you what was worse. My, my bottom when I was, when I was using or my bottom when I was sober and had this gambling issue that I was hiding from everybody and lying and, and, oh man, it was, it was brutal. It was really bad. I mean, I lost everything. So I, I, I've experienced this a few different times and, and I'm telling you, this could be one of the best things that ever happened to you. Now you might be saying, screw off, dude. <laughs> you know, like my life looks really bad right now and I get it. I really do. Um, but I'm not lying. You know, like I, like I said before, I need you to believe me that I, I've... I've made it to the other side, so to speak. Not saying that things can't get bad again, because they always do, right? They, they always can. They always can, if we don't continue to do the right thing for ourselves. So I don't think I'm above uh, addiction by any means. I think recovery is a recovery is a journey. It's not a destination. You know what I mean? You got to continue. You just got to continue to move one foot in front of the other every day. That's it. 
I never think it's completely licked. I just think it's kind of in, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In remission, if you want to call it that. But I tell you what, I'm just a few bad choices away from throwing my sobriety away. And and um, so the, the, the point here I'm trying to say to you again is I, I don't care what kind of situation you find yourself in. Uh, there there is better times ahead but we gotta we gotta we gotta get real with ourselves are you trying to pick the are you are you gonna choose the growth right now or do you want to choose the emotional comfort right now and I promise that the solution is not in the emotional comfort it, it's in it's in getting uncomfortable and doing things a little bit differently ask yourself hey What's the worst that could happen, right? You know what the other you know what the other path brings. So that's always there. Fuck it, you might as well try something different. Why not? So, um, I uh, I just want to uh, I just want to say I think I think it's easy to. When you're at the end, when you're at the end of your rope, right, and you're uh, and you're at bottom, it's really easy to uh, to want to give in and to feel like there you got nothing left, and you say all these things to yourself, right? Like, I don't think I'll ever be able to get this, and and you really just need to understand that you we're always just a few choices, just like how just like how I'm a few choices away from really creating a lot of havoc and disaster in my life it's no different for you that you're just a couple decisions away from really having a different life a much better life and really having something that you become proud of and and really cherish it's that yin and yang like you and i are no different you know what i'm saying i might have almost eight years but like i said I'm really no different. I'm just a couple decisions away if I choose to, to having a really different looking life. You know what I'm saying? And the same is for you. You're just a couple decisions away from things being really good and really putting you on a different path and having the type of lifestyle that you couldn't imagine. And I'm not saying some fairy tale, la-di-dee, la-di-da type of bullshit. (laughs) I truly believe it. And And I know it's true because I've lived it. So... Um, that's what I got for today and I hope everybody is doing well and, um, I will see you guys on the next one.